This week's episode of the Firmware Update is brought to you by Audible. By going to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, our listeners can get both a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. There are over 180,000 books available to choose from, such as Console Wars by Blake Harris, which is a fascinating chronicle of the 16-bit console war between Sega and Nintendo. Or, if you're more of a Nintendo buff in general, Super Mario by Jeff Ryan. If neither of those tickles your fancy, like I said, 180,000 books to choose from, and they're all available to listen to on your iOS, Android, or Kindle device. Once again, to start your 30-day free trial and to download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash update. That's audibletrial.com slash update and get your free audiobook on us. champion of E3, at least in this humble reporter's opinion, as we <laughs> as we now review Sony, who uh, they, they they had a tough they had a tough uh, road to walk as they had like two home runs uh, that uh, they hit with E3 the last two years. So uh, and they have to you know people expect them. Oh, they that's normal. <laughs> announcing a friggin' remake for fifteen. That's normal. They they can do something like that every year. Um, I really enjoyed the show. I felt it was the best out of the six that I watched. However, I'm not saying it was the grand slam that it was last year or the first year. It feels it definitely, it's definitely, it feels like an off year a little bit. I would compare it to like, uh, you know, NXT takeovers where for a while it felt like every single one was a home run. And then we just had one that was good and it was still good, but because it wasn't a home run, it felt like <laughs> a disappointment. Like at the end of this conference, I wanted to play every game that they, that they announced. I'm excited for literally everything, including the stuff on the pre-show, which, you know, by the way, shame on you if you missed the pre-show because they announced some great stuff. As well, it was also really humorous as well, which more on that later. But I, th- I felt like I was the most piped after this conference in particular. Uh, but in you, Joe, I'm guessing you, you said it, it felt like a misstep to you. Uh, a little bit. Just the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I wish that – I mean, they – it just wasn't quite – like they – I mean, the biggest thing for me is that there's nothing coming fall, fall of this year um, except for Gran Turismo. Uh, Not true, but can, continue. And Uncharted is August, but that's a standalone thing. But everything else that they showed, um, I guess, except for this Horizon Zero Dawn DLC, like everything else is is 2018 and beyond. Um, and I feel that's not great. <laughs> like, I mean, a lot of the games that they did show coming for next year um, are fucking looking pretty damn good. But um, with Gran Turismo being really the only thing and a couple of other like smaller DLC type releases, it's like... Mm, it's like it's not a great, not a great window well, for fall 2017 this year. Let's do the pre-show. I I do have something to say. Is that's a common complaint? Oh, they've got nothing. They got nothing for 2017. Uh, let's talk about the pre-show real real quick, and we'll get yeah, into go it. ahead. All right. So pre-show. So uh, by the way, I watched in a movie theater, which uh, I uh, which I was ha- kind of happy too because I had a good experience the first time I did it. Oh, man, Joe, but this time around, oh, 
<laughs> I really had no choice because uh, right, like literally on the day that we like we're recording five conferences in a row right now. Because yesterday my internet dropped yet again. Like literally, it dropped, and then thirty minutes later, Joe texts me, "Hey, I'm getting out of work three hours early." <laughs> <laughs> So, um, unfortunately, it was like either I had to, like, use my employee phone to watch the Ubisoft conference as it happened, which uh, led to a lot of buffering, let me tell you. Oh, home <laughs> internet is the way to go, trust me. But anyway, hey, I go I go through that. So, But thankfully, I had been able to get those tickets, which we got there as early as we could, which, you know, testament to Sony, that place was packed. We were lucky to have seats by the time we got there. And we got there at like 7.15 and it started at 8. Because, you know, it includes the pre-show, of course. So we get there and I'll have something to say about this crowd in a bit here. But we get there and we have a pre-show with Sid Schumann, Ryan Clements, Meredith uh, Malar- Malar- Mal- Malinara, and Malik- Meredith, Mer- Meredith Melanoma. <laughs> and, and Malik Forte. And uh, one notable thing about this, it was obviously they were just shooting from the hip here. They, there was some really bad cuts as a re- and some really bad mistakes that happened. Like, first they talk about uh, some of their favorite games of the year so far, talking about how 2017 has been stacked, which it has. And they all talk about their favorite games. Uh, a lot of talk about Resident Evil 7 here. May- mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to no small part in the fact that the the best VR experience you can get for PlayStation VR, arguably right now is with uh, resident evil seven. And on top of that, it's a good game too. So, so they joke around for a little bit and then they try to throw to crash and they fail. And there was the, like there was, they were just sitting there and uh, your Ryan Clements makes the joke that I wonder if anyone can hear us right now. Oh boy. (laughs) So, yeah. They went a long way to get a fucking Crash Bandicoot trailer. <laughs> I was like, man, that's rough. And the only thing we really find out is Coco uh, crashes. Coco, beware. Yes, the Birdman. No, uh, Coco, her his niece or whatever is playable in the game too, as they well, show her. Well, she's playable in certain parts of I forget which game. Ah. Um, she's just they didn't just say hey let's put her as a character for whatever well somebody needs to tell the news sites that because they're making a big deal of it but yeah yeah so but anyway we go to a from there we go to a pro commercial crash is coming out at the end of the end of this month so there you go it's weird that they went and they're like hey guys remember the playstation 4 pro it's like like yes like is it are you sure it's not as well as you can say it is because like it feels weird that they're running this Long ass fucking thing for it, with like you know six months after release, you know, um, you know selling it like it's not coming out yet. It just felt like they were felt like weirdly insecure. Uh, like even though like Xbox One X, you know, the reception to that wasn't super great. It felt kind of weird for them to be like, hey guys, remember PS4 Pro? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird because they do that and it's like then, we know guys, and then they come back and uh, Malik and Meredith are now gone. Yeah, managed for that. At- out of trade. <laughs> they got disappeared. And then they talk about how awesome the pro is, which is true. And uh, they talk about some of the experiences with it. And then they throw it to an interview with Mark Cerny. <laughs> and you know what, Joe? I- I'm starting to come around on Cerny. Did you not like Mark Cerny for some reason? He always looks wet. 
which is always weird. <laughs> okay. But uh, like my wife who was there with me in the theater was like talking about – she like leans over and it's like, I really enjoyed listening to this guy talk about technology. <laughs> as he, as she put it, like he, he's not afraid to be technical with you. He just like lays it all out there as why this system is really good. Uh, I think he's great in like doses of five, 10 minutes. It's just that when you, when he has to carry like a 30 minute thing for pro oh, that, uh, you know, he, he gets a little bit long, but aside from that, he was really cool, talked about how cool the pro was, and he acknowledges that it was a little hard to explain it to people who didn't have devices where they could see how awesome the graphics yeah. were. Uh, and then they – and the most fascinating part for me, they, he talks about the Decima system made by Guerrilla Games and talks about how this is a living and growing system. Started first by Guerrilla, and now they're sharing it with Kojima. Kojima, who's adding to it too – Thanks to his experiences uh, with uh, his game Death Stranding, which is uh, a benefit I hadn't considered about having Kojima do his own game for PlayStation, is that you know, all, like he had been, he made it a living. Him and his team uh, pushing systems to their limit. Now you give him an engine where it has nothing but potential and seemingly no limits, and you give it to Kojima of all people. The, this thing could be even more powerful when all said and done. And uh, I'm a nerd, so I thought that was cool. So, <laughs> so he talks about Insomniac is also adding to it with Spider-Man and how they're not only focusing on graphics, but little things like how would Spider-Man fight? And we'll see some on that at in a bit, small spoiler. And he's, he points out that, keep in mind, we're only six months in, really, to pro. And we've gotten this far as it is, talking about... Out uh, such games as Horizon and whatnot, and how everything is turning out. Everything has been really cool. Like, imagine what it's going to look like when we really, really get good with it. So, that, yeah, I mean, the only the only thing with the pro, um, you know, six months in is that you know, obviously, the first party games are taking the most advantage of it, but like with third party stuff, I feel like it's not super clear as to who's taking the best advantage or like what what features are are like they all have different you know, features that they take advantage of. Um, and so, you know, some games just don't have any sort of real support for the system at all. Um, like Prey was a, a recent example where it's like, it says PS4 Pro Enhanced, but then you put it in, it's like, the only thing is that it loads like two seconds faster, but the game looks exactly the same otherwise. Um, and I think they patched it recently for it to be a little bit better than that. But um, yeah, like weirdly, there's there's unfortunately not a lot of universal like support amongst like third parties as to like what they actually want to take advantage of with this more powerful hardware so i mean it's great that the first party games are looking as great as they are like horizon and spider-man and and you know god of war and all that but for it to really matter like i feel like third parties have to do a better job of getting on board mm. now it's mark cerny talking so you know he's gonna throw to a game joe oh my god <laughs> so fucking kill me to my delight <laughs> he throws to knack as we see an extended trailer Showing some combat, some play, interplay with uh, some of the other characters, and they announced the official release date, September fifth, and it looks fun. And then, <laughs> looks super good. And then we cut back super to super good. Looks at, to Assad Kizilbash, still one of my favorite uh, last names in video games. And uh, I don't know if you caught this announcement, Joe, but he said that there that they at Sony are working on making games 
more accessible for more people, which is then he announces that NAC2 will actually sell for thirty nine ninety nine. What the first one should have sold for. I'll remember you. Said, I'll remember you said that a little later, Joe. Uh, but yeah, it's going to sell for thirty nine ninety nine, which is good because, like I said, there's a lot of games coming out. And <laughs> like, hopefully, the- that, does that mean they're going to sell every game for thirty nine ninety nine? Yeah. Well, neck no. two, like, <laughs> neck no. two, and, and everybody's golfing. That's it. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. I'm sure they'll be happy to sell you God of War for fifty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like another game that they're doing that I was surprised wasn't here because they gave out a lot of stuff for it at the theater was Hailblade, which is a game that well, it's twenty nine. It's either twenty nine or thirty nine. But that I game, believe it's twenty nine. Yeah, but that game looks like a triple A title, at least with graphics wise. So I think they're experimenting more with. Well, not every great game that we do has to be the full sixty. Maybe let's. Uh, play around with the price to see if more people buy it and granted they might lose more money per but if more people buy it then that leads to more money for them or at least a way to make up we get we then lead on to talk about playlink which is an interesting experiment i think as uh it's essentially social games that people can play together so think of this as the next evolution of a board game minus the board and a lot of phone use (laughs) so more expensive in in every respect not necessarily. <laughs> like, at least one of these games is free, at least for the month it comes out. Uh, like, uh, we find out the latest game from the people who made Until Dawn. Hidden Agenda. Super massive game. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, This the idea of it. As essentially, it revolves around a story between a DA and investigator who are investigating this killer called The Trapper, whose <laughs> thing is he likes to set up booby traps at the crime scene, to kill first responders. Is he a trapper and a keeper, perhaps? Uh, he might be. Which means <laughs> he would be banned at my high school, unfortunately. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, I, I never told you that. I was like, when I went to high school, they wanted you to get binders. So it was like, oh man, I can finally get a trapper keeper. So I was really stoked. <laughs> I bought a trapper keeper, and they're like, no, you can't use that. Even the, they never gave a reason why. They just didn't want trapper keepers at that school. So what I had. They didn't like the jets that you had on yours or something? I guess. It's like it was just generic patterns on it. So I got like a boring old binder, which I, to this day, I have no idea why it was such a big deal for them, but they didn't want fabric keepers (laughs) there. But anyway, the interesting thing is like people essentially vote on what actions that the protagonists take. And just like Until Dawn, your decisions can lead to characters dying, people surviving, and various uh, other other uh, possibilities another hidden factor in this game is like one each each player has access to unique information that they could share with the group however they also have goals to reach something it could be something as simple as get everyone to unanimously vote for something and so forth so at the end of the game whoever has the most points wins so you end up where, like, everyone has the quote-unquote hidden agenda, but you're not sure who to trust and uh, who and who's do- up to what. It actually, uh, on paper, it actually sounds like an interesting idea. I do agree that, uh, to your point, that if this is 60 bucks, then F it. Even though they do make, <laughs> they do make it a point that single player is an option. So it's not like just this party game. You also get to play the... 
which sounds like it could potentially be a really solid Until Dawn style game. Yeah, but single player feels like, based on the features of the game, feels like completely missing the point <laughs> of the game if you played single player. And like Knack 2, this is also coming out in 2017. So now at this point, we find, at least in my theater, we find out the problem with having Assad out there. As we cut back to to uh, Sid Schumann, he turns to Assad and he says, good stuff, Assad, to which everyone in the theater, like, all, you, like literally, we all said it at the same time, what? <laughs> and that's when we realize he's saying Assad so quickly that it sounds like ass hat every single time. <laughs> so whenever he says Assad, we always laugh because it sounds like, like he's calling him an ass hat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ben, but poor guy. But anyway, all he has to do is just say it slower, and then he'd be fine. But anyway, we then go to another PlayLink game, That's You, where... That is the name of the game, by the way, That's You. That's You, yeah. <laughs> no, the, Joe's not the game. No. <laughs> uh, essentially, it's like a party game where, you know, you guys take pictures, you can doodle on them, or you could reveal stuff about yourself, and you have to figure out who's the guy. And just like uh, Hidden Agenda, you use your cell phone for this, too, as a controller, where you can take pictures, uh, use that to take pictures, doodle on uh, whatnot, and answer questions in the game. And, of course, everyone's playing this on their widely available Sony Xperia phones. You notice that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely everyone buys and loves and uses. It It is a good phone. It's just that it's, like you said, it's not available everywhere. It's like, it's a solid phone if you ever get your hands on a really good version. It's just not available anywhere. Like, the only time I've ever seen it available was T-Mobile decades ago. But anyway, that game is coming, I believe, this year, too. And they did say that for if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it'll be free for you when it comes out. Oh, all right. Yeah. See? There you go. Uh, by the way, uh, Shuhei Yoshida was in there, so it was nice to see him because we don't see him on stage during the main show. Excuse me. And we come back, and in one of the funniest transitions of this uh, whole period, they come back from this game, and Sid Schumann is just looking straight into the camera with a pissed-off look on his face. <laughs> he looks like he has Trump face. It's that bad. <laughs> and then he just snaps right into a smile, and they're like, oh, well, that was an awesome game. <laughs> uh, as we find out, oh, uh, July 4th, that's when uh, That's You is coming out, and it'll be free if you're on PlayStation Plus. Uh, so like three weeks from now. Yeah, pretty quickly. Uh, we then see a promo for Matterfall from House Marquee, maker of such games as Resogun and Stardust HD. Mm. Uh, it's a side-scrolling game where you not only are trying to destroy objects, you can also create objects, which can shield you from uh, bullets and whatnot. Uh, very colorful, very bright, vibrant, which is uh, pretty par for the course with uh, House Marquee, as they like to push the graphical limits on a on a game that'll come out august 15th speaking of mark out moments for people joe's favorite everybody's golf yeah which uh in the theater unfortunately got a negative reception <laughs> oh god a bunch of fucking <laughs> uncultured rubes yeah i mean like like uh, there was a lot of uh, 2006 called. They want their graphics back, da, 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 and like yeah, well, fucking not being a dipshit called, and <laughs> they don't want you. <laughs> the jerk store called. More <laughs> of you. <laughs> uh, and Sandra is like, aren't these like? 
it looks like they're copying Wii Sports, and I actually pointed out that, well, actually, their Wii Sports is trying to copy everybody's golf, and they also wish they were everybody's golf in terms of golf games. God damn it. So, we watched... Did you, did you play the beta? What's that? Did you play the beta? Played a little bit. Up? Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a, it was a Hot Shots game, for sure. <laughs> uh, though there there's more stuff in it, like you see people fishing, which blew people's minds. <laughs> Got to fish in all these games all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it looked really cool. Uh, I, I wrote down people thought it was a Wii Sports ripoff, which, the, as Joe pointed out, they can jump off a bridge. But anyway, Shu <laughs> uh, explains the name change at one point in this package, saying that, you know, you know, this is the actual translation of it, so we just felt like doing it. And are uh, to do it 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> So, we spent 20 years calling it Hot Shots over here. Mm-hmm. So the game will come out the 29th of August, so a few months away, Joe, for one for the knack price, thirty nine ninety. <laughs> no, knack is coming out for the everybody's golf price, sir. <laughs> the, I they, announced, they announced this price point like a month and a half ago. <laughs> All right, well, whatever you say, Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, fun fact, uh, August 29th is also Kizzle Bash's birthday. So there you go. Uh, then we cut to Polythony Digital. Oh boy! As we talk about Gran Turismo Sport. Oh boy! As I, I believe, get a point here. Here, as uh, it turns out that that game is coming out in the fall, or at the very least, they announced that it'll come out in the fall. Maybe don't hold your breath on it coming out in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for my prediction, like I. It was only one of two. I, I got two out of the four right for me to get a full point for what I wanted to come out 2017. Uh, GT Sport was one of them, as they announced fall 2017. But, man, you think at this point they would have at least a month ready to go. Yeah, and it's at this point that I lost, like, even even more. I don't want to say respect, but I lost even more impress, impressiveness with the Xbox X. Because when I saw this game, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is beautiful. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, Polyphony Digital, um, it takes some fucking goddamn forever to do it. But once the games come out, they they are second to none visually. Fucking give them the decimal. <laughs> Push that thing to the limits. Come on. <laughs> that, that, that would probably destroy everything they want to do. <laughs> So the game's going to come out this fall, so there's another game that's coming out on the fall. Like, really? Like, okay, this is my thing about this. Like, people were saying this also after this conference. Like, oh, there's something coming out in 2017. Okay, here's the thing. Like, number one, there is, like... uh, (laughs) Got Neck 2? Neck 2. You got Nino Kuni, which, I don't care if you don't like it, Joe, but there you go. Uh, Uh, You got Neck 2. You got that. You got Gran Turismo. On top of that, let's not forget, this is a year that started off with us getting games like Persona 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, Neo, Near 2, Automata. Like, we've gotten, like, all of those games I just mentioned, by the way, are game of the year contenders. I, I said uh, Persona 5 in there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's all well and good, but the market demands... Tentpole fall releases, sir. Um, whether that's that's just the reality of what what this market is. Um, you know, that's what shareholders expect. That's what a lot of more casual 
players expect is it's, it's you know big temple flaw releases and, and yeah unfortunately it's not just sony like microsoft too um unfortunately it just seems like this year was very much top loaded for whatever reason um and yeah the fall looks a little barren i think uh i disagree wholeheartardly because like number two like I'm, i haven't even gotten around to saying gravity rush 2 or yakuza 0 uh actually yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the first game, is also coming out at the end of August too. So there, there's plenty of stuff to play. Like I like, especially considering most of the games I mentioned, especially Persona, is like freaking close to a hundred hours of game, or at least forty or higher amounts of hours of gameplay. So forty, <laughs> way more than that. I, I'm including everybody. I'm, that's why I said especially Persona. Right? <laughs> Try to keep up here, buddy. <laughs> But I'm just saying, there's, like, plenty of games. Like, I sincerely doubt everyone has played every single one of those games to completion by now. So, I'm just saying, there's there's plenty of stuff. Especially since, you know, we've got even more coming, knock on wood, in 2018. So, to me, it's not that big a deal. There's plenty of stuff to play, especially with the stuff that they announced. Anyway, we go to the section focusing on the R&D department. Talking about VR. And talking about how the VR is eventually going to read our brainwaves. So stay tuned for that for more updates. I don't want any of that, but okay. <laughs> Get your social security number and share it on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, <laughs> we then go to Andrew Kelly joins as he helped plan this whole event out. So good on him. And then we get a, a VR title that's a bigger deal than I feel a lot of people realize as Super Hot VR is announced. Yes. That is a big get. That is a huge game that I've heard that people really, really enjoy this game. Yeah, it's weird that this, I mean, obviously, as as far as consoles are concerned, you know, PSVR is the only option for them. But, like, the original, the regular Superhot game isn't even on PS4. So, uh, yeah, definitely interesting to see it here. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what it is, essentially you play a character in, like, all these action instances when time when you move time moves otherwise it's like paused so you can plan out what's really just 10 seconds of action and to kill like six guys where you could like punch one in the face grab his gun as it goes flying use it to shoot two other guys then throw the gun at the guy's face killing him <laughs> yeah everything i've seen from this game i haven't played it um just because i've been waiting on a sale either on xbox or even pc um to check it out but yeah everything i've seen of the game this is badass. <laughs> it's about the only. It's about the best way to describe it. It's like, just makes you feel so goddamn cool <laughs> to just tear through all these fucking people. Oh yeah, uh, and at the end of the level where you get to see the entire level in normal speed, it's like, oh <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh fuck yeah. So yeah, this is a bit. This is a big get, and it's coming out summer 2017 for VR owners. Uh, you can get if you don't have it, but why would you? <laughs> Then we get a game called Spark, which, as my wife pointed out, yeah, it's VR, it's VR Pong with a bit of Tron mixed in there. <laughs> it does look fun, actually, to be to be honest. Like, granted, yeah, it's Pong, and you're as you're like batting something back and forth and trying to hit the other guy or at least score points. But yeah, it it the concept itself is fun. Uh, we then go to tr- a trailer for of all games, Tropico Six. 
I didn't realize they were up to six. <laughs> it seems like those games come up pretty frequently. Seriously, Tropico Five was like a PlayStation Plus free game like a few months ago. Was it? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Thought maybe it was Tropico Four. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I told my wife about it. Like, hey, there's this game called Tropico. If you like Civilizations, it's kind of like that. And she played it for like two weeks straight, saying, "Oh my god, that game is addicting." <laughs> it's like, all right. Like, I mean, it feels, I mean, I guess the games are good, but it's like, it just feels like not many people play them to begin with. So it's always weird to see like, oh yeah, here's another one. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh, the trailer itself was really funny looking forward to it, or at least looking forward to it. Cause it's like one of the few games my wife will actually play if I buy it. So there you go. Look forward to that in the future, by the way, Joe. Anyway, we cut back to Sid Schumann, who's told like 20 seconds after the camera comes back to him that to say action because <laughs> he's like he's literally just staring at the camera for like 20 seconds and then finally like all right we're back not like no dude we've been back for a little while <laughs> and then joe mm. and then we get for me at the very least was the announcement of the pre-show as <laughs> as uh, he tells us how that uh, this one has been a favorite for from uh, pc guys for a while so Let's cut to it. And the reveal I thought was brilliant. Like <laughs> first it feels like this over the top action game is like, Are you guys ready to enter hell? And you see this monster truck come out and it like rolls over these bot these bones. The window opens and it's a very <laughs> memorable dog. <laughs> the and best he, dog. And he says that's right. Yeah, Undertale is coming to PS4. And <laughs> the theater erupts. Like, granted, the, some of these people were questionable, as we'll get to just before reviewing the conference proper. But they lost it when Undertale was announced. This this is huge. Like, this won one of our Game of the Years, right? I, know, I don't remember. Like, oh, I'm trying to think. Of, like, I know it made it really super far, if not all the way. It was but, 2015, I know that. Yeah, but it was, oh, God. like, this was, like, one of my predictions for E3 last year was that it would come to PS4, and I guess I'd given up, but no, not, <laughs> o- not only is it coming, but it's actually going to get a physical copy, too. Like, I thought this would be a straight-to-digital, but no, it's getting a collector's edition. Like, if you buy the normal edition, you'll get the game and a children's book, which is priceless. It's a 24-page uh, piece <laughs> of uh, edition right there. However, if you get the collector's edition, you get not only that, but the soundtrack, which could be worth the price of the collector's edition by itself. But you also get a musical locket, locket that plays the very memorable theme of that of that game. And uh, then we get we get shown all that. We're really stoked. But then the piece de resistance and Vita is mentioned as it's coming <laughs> to Vita as well. Sadly, no release date. I don't know why this probably takes like a day to translate to PS4, <laughs> but oh, I was uh, so stoked, Joe. Glad somebody remembered to put a game out on Vita. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, think, I think that might be the only game uh, that will be uh, just at all. <laughs> um, say, say yeah, that that's a great announcement. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the only game that they announced for Vita at all. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I couldn't. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that was a great reveal. The, damn. I was super happy. And folks, like once again, if you haven't played it, because you know, maybe maybe you don't do PC games, which I understand. But when this comes out, 
whether it's digital, whether you spend the money on the on the digi- on the collector's edition, get this game. This game is so worth it. It is a yeah. beautiful might, experience. I might have to plunk down for the collector's edition because man, that soundtrack is just excellent. excellent. Oh God. It's, so, it's good. so good. I still listen to, you know, I'll go on YouTube using the work phone because I have unlimited data and I'll just like sit back and listen to it while I'm waiting for customers to come in. It is so good. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and they're like, they're even bothering to localize the game in Japanese just because it's like, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, I'm very curious to see how they do some instances in the game, which were really super memorable. Like uh, the instance with uh, the save file on one of the last bosses, for instance. Oh, man. It's like I, I really hope they do that like they did in on computer because that, that was awesome. But, folks, man, should, what a game. Yeah, you guys, you should really be excited for this game. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope it's crossed by awesome. Oh, that would be great. Because, like, you know, Vita needs it. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... We then from there we go to another game which is not as well loved as with Joe as it is me, as, as well as RK, as we go to Nino Kuni Two, yeah. which we see some more of it, and it kind of looks like it plays like Pikmin a little bit as you're surrounded by a bunch of the familiars instead of it being like Pokemon where one fights for you. So mm-hmm. very that would be an improvement. Yeah. What's up? There you go. Hey, maybe you might like it this time. <laughs> so, November 10th, thankfully not in fucking October, <laughs> it'll come out with. So, awesome. Awesome. So, there's another game for you. Then we cut back, and there we're Malik and Meredith are back. You still there, Joe? Yeah. Okay. It suddenly got silent on your end, which I appreciate, but still. Anyway, we now know when PSX is going to happen, Joe. And PSX will take place on the 9th and 10th of December, which is going to be a busy week because on the 7th is when the VGXs are going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. With the, the game of the year, game of the year awards for, or 2017. So of course it's taking place with almost a month yet to go on 2017. Cause what game could possibly come out anyway? All right. So that does it for the pre-show. What did you think of the pre-show, Joe? Like, I thought this was actually a really effective pre-show that it felt like I, sh- I, I was – at the end of it, I was like, man, I'm really happy I saw this because they announced some actual shit. Yeah, I mean, it was a great pre-show. Um, kind of got me primed for the regular show. I was like, man, they must must have a lot of shit to show in the, uh, during the regular show. Um, and they kind of under-delivered on that front for me, but we'll, we'll get into that as we go along. Yeah, I will say, that, like, the, the – uh, the actual show was like an hour and 10 minutes. I was expecting at least 90 minutes from Sony. So I was a little surprised on that, that it was like just about an hour. Yeah, less than that for sure. Like 50 minutes, I think. All right. Now, before we go into the show proper, I just want to give like a little PA for our listeners here. And I'd like to think if you're listening to the show, you're probably a decent person. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... Something that really irritated me was uh, in the theater, which was like, you know, a celebration with, or for Sony guys to enjoy. Uh, in my theater, at least, there was quite a few new uh, Microsoft guys who literally just got in tickets for it just to shit on it. Like, <laughs> like they thought they were a freaking mystery science theater and would just like badmouth anything that came on the show to a point where people were telling them to shut up. And look. 
mean, sounds like a great time, Malcolm. Oh God! And granted, you know, like uh, they were especially <laughs> definitely sounds like it was worth leaving the house for. Well, I had once again, I had no choice. It was either that or watch on my phone and buffer like every two seconds. And so I, I'm just saying, like, folks, this is a show of niceness, okay? Like, <laughs> if you if you if you're a Microsoft person and you're listening, you know, like, welcome. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, uh, hopefully we convince you to get a PS4 one day, or maybe something you hear from us may help you decide that. But just the same, me and Joe ain't going to judge you if or if Microsoft is your box of choice. That being said, don't come to my theater when I'm watching a fucking Sony conference and shit all over it, please. Oh, it's your theater, Malcolm. It's, yeah, it, it, that's I'm right. Like, <laughs> like right wow. now, I'm in must my... must be like a millionaire. Uh, right now, I'm in my bedroom. My bedroom. When I go to work, it's my job. That's how it works. Like it, and even if I'm not there, don't go there and shit shit on people for enjoying something that's different from what you enjoy. And, it does seem like a really elaborate way to just fucking try to dunk on something. It's like, like what's the point? <laughs> it's like it reminds me of that Simpsons episode where Lisa has the dream that everyone is booing her. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking so, the same thing. It's like, why would they get tickets to boo? <laughs> I mean, it's funnier there because people paid money to get into that show to boot her. <laughs> At least this thing was free. But, yeah. <laughs> At least. Uh, but, man, yeah, still, like, I mean, it's still a lot of trouble to go through even though it's free because you have to, like, pre-register and then do all this and that. Um, yeah, just, like, man, just just stay at home and, you know, comment online, be an asshole there if you want. Like, yeah, what's there. the point? Like, going to a theater full of people trying to have fun with this thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, get on a and, Skype call with your buds and bash it if that's if you're that hardcore about it. You know, don't ruin it for people who <laughs> like Sony. Anyway, we start off uh, the Sony conference proper with Jinder Mahal, WWE champion, coming out. No, I'm just kidding. Huh. We have some actually some Indian musicians out there uh, playing some stuff, which is already a hint on what's coming. However, man, the music really made me miss Prince of Persia. By the way, oh. There, there was, was there was people in the chat that were that were joking that oh new Prince of Persia being announced like no <laughs> man that that like that's that's like the one like that's the downside of Assassin's Creed taking off the way it did because a lot of the developers of past Prince of Persia games went on to make those original games and it's like as those games got more and more successful it's like oh well, I guess that's it for Prince of Persia huh this is a shame because I actually like that last Prince of Persia yeah that 2008 game with with uh, Nathan North. No, oh, Nathan, 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 okay, it was Nathan, Nolan North. Um, Nathan North. <laughs> whatever. Um, he knows who he is. Um, but yeah, that game was so good. It was good, and I liked the banter yeah. between the princess and the protagonist, too. Yeah, that was one of the first games I platinumed. On top of that, it ends It ends on such a depressing note, because they were expecting to make a sequel. But... <laughs> nope. No. Uh, anyway, uh, from here, and, and by the way, the band is really good. And they should, yeah. and they should, and a waterfall comes down behind them, and they show like various symbols from other franchises. So it's a nice little lead-in, I thought. However, we do have a problem that lasts. Thankfully, for like a, I would say a trailer and a quarter of the show, where this, I don't know about you, Joe, but the volume was super down. Yeah, that was. I mean, for a lot of people watching on Twitch, I believe the sound just wasn't on. <laughs> If you're watching on Twitch for a little while, um, and I was watching on YouTube uh, where the, where there was sound, but it was as you said where the, the volume was super low, so I had to turn up the volume way up uh, on my soundbar to be able to actually see or listen to it. 
Yeah, so, which, uh, you know, if all the ones to have it on, I was actually okay with it being on Uncharted, because I already write down here, I'm already sold. In fact, I've tech, thanks to Joe, I've already bought it. Because <laughs> uh, just a reminder, if you got the season pass for Uncharted uh, A Thief's End, then you're getting this game for free, which saves you, what, 15 bucks? Yeah, something like that, because this, it's a standalone thing, you can buy it separately, but for but it's like 40 bucks. Um, but like the season pass was like 20 or 30 bucks, uh, that included like, oh, story DLC and then a bunch of multiplayer stuff. Um, yeah. And then they announced this for 40 bucks and then they stopped selling that season pass separately because it's like, well, that doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, so, so yeah. So thank you to Joe for getting me that. Uh, I'm, (laughs) I'm down. I like both. I, I love Nadine from the last game, so I'm happy that she's going to be around in this one. And I really miss Chloe in the last one, too. I, I felt mm-hmm. I was a little annoyed she wasn't in there. So having a game focused on this one, like, I remember after playing the last game finally and Joe and I were discussing ways that this franchise could continue, I was thinking, oh, maybe it'll be his brother and Sully. Maybe it'll be his daughter in the next one. Uh, something I didn't think of, like, I would totally be down, especially if this game is super good, good as well. I would totally be down with Chloe and Nadine becoming a team that you can play as. <laughs> especially Nadine's a badass. I love that character so much. Ugh. She completely kicks her ass in she Uncharted des- 4. She destroys both of them. Like, like, oh, come on. You can't take on. <laughs> You're like, nope. Yep. She can totally. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they make her off like she's, a, like, the frickin' Hulk. It's great. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, the the low volume of cor- in my theater got a lot of venom, especially from those jerks I was talking about. Who's like, oh, the Xbox One has volume. I'm like, oh, God. Anyway, so this game is coming out in August. So, like I said, there's plenty of games. Granted, it's just before fall, but they're still coming out. But, anyway, we then go to Days Gone. And thankfully, a little bit into this one, the volume finally adjusts, which got like a standing ovation from everyone in my theater. Uh, essentially, from what I can tell, because I need to rewatch the beginning here, as well as that Uncharted one, because I still haven't heard the volume. But from what I can tell, the protagonist is looking for somebody. So he drives off on a motorcycle. He bumps into some zombie dogs who actually chase you while you're on the motorcycle and you get like a slow motion aim type of deal. However, as you're driving, a rope tightens and clotheslines you off the motorcycle, which leads into this uh, two-on-one struggle, which your character overcomes. Which I feel like you should not. If you're traveling at 40 miles an hour in a clothesline <laughs> by a fucking rope, I feel like that should put you out for a while. To be fair, you're right. Like that, <laughs> like that guy should be like dying. But, and, you know, even Sandra brought that up. That guy should have a broken neck right now, I feel. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like, I could, if you want to bring, I could bring realism into superhero films and various other video games, too, and that would ruin it. So it's like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the guy's looking for his pal, and uh, he comes across uh, a bunch of uh, dead bodies strung up uh, upside down. To which, in the theater, a bunch of uh, bodies get lowered down, too, which are actually actors that spring to life as the character bumps into one who starts to strangle him. And he fights him off. Man, somebody's got a lot of money to blow on these things, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like just wait till the underwater segment when we flood the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. And as you're... 
as the character is running, he comes across a camp. And as he goes down the hill, he trips over something, which causes a commotion that people come to check out. He checks out, he takes out one guy. Then he finds a bear trap that's already on the ground and resets it, grabs it and sets it up in a different spot. Then he hides and chucks a rock and a guy goes to check it out and he steps in the bear trap. And as the rest of the camp goes to check on him, he sneaks around to then he bumps into this horde of zombies. And granted, people wrote this off, wrote this off as some World War Z shit. But seeing that many zombies on screen moving like how they're doing that, that's still impressive to me, I think. Uh, we then he then sneaks past like a, another horde that's feasting on this mountain of dead bodies as uh, he goes under a fence and he finally finds uh, the camp that's holding his, his friend hostage. And this is the cool thing. And this is really creative. Uh, instead of going through the camp and taking them out one by one, he just simply takes out a time bomb, sticks it to the fence, hides and activates it, which blows up the wall which then summons a horde of zombies to come out and they take out the camp for the guy. It's funny though, cause like they do that and like that guy should still be like right in their line of sight, but they just run past him anyway. Well, he's in a bush, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he's like so long. Well, it's that Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> so they take him out. He goes up there and he takes out the guy. And then for the second time this weekend, Joe, zombie bear. <laughs> but, this is the one downer of this one. No release date. Yeah, that's like that's a game I expected to like this was the game I expected to be announced for this fall. Um and then on top of just not showing like like I fr- I figured the disappointment would be like, "Oh, I guess they moved it to 2018," but not even that. Yeah, that which makes me this game can't be like super out because they've been working on it for what, 10 years? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's been that long, but it's been it's, a while. Anyway. But yeah, they, did they announce it last year's E3? Yeah, the last year's that E3. Right? The, that's when they had that big demo where you were trying to, where you're fighting the entire wave with a gun, and they were chasing you through the warehouse. Yeah, um, yeah, it's weird that they don't have a release date for that yet. Um, I definitely expected it to be this year, but then seeing that it wasn't, I was like, mm, okay, maybe. I, I don't know if you like as of right now. I don't know if you wanted to come out in eight, 2018 with it as stacked as it is. Maybe they feel like they should save it to 2019. But I, hope, like, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna fucking push it that far back. Like, but either way, like uh, you're right. I'm surprised that this isn't coming out in 2017. I definitely think we'll get that release date for PSX, I guess. But still, it's kind of a surprising. Yeah. Sean Layden out, and uh, I feel like he's getting better with talking. Like, he's not Phil Spencer level yet, but I feel like in a few more years, he'll be right up there. And it was at this point, too, that the volume normalized, because as soon as he started talking, I damn near blew up my speaker. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Turn it back down. Really? Because I, like, uh, it, it fixed, like, uh, just before he got clothesline when Day's gone. Oh, uh, no. For, I mean, maybe... I just maybe just for the action sequence I didn't care about. As soon as he started talking and then damn near pierced my ears, I was like, "Oh, okay, time to turn this back down." Like I, I will admit, when he started talking at first, it, like everyone in the theater was like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> so it, there was a spike. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, but man, as far as Days Gone is concerned, like I I wish that game interested me more <laughs> than it does because every time I see it, it's like I. I I hope with beyond hope, like maybe this will be the time I care about this game. But it's like, man, like I'm just not feeling it. Like I, I don't know. I actually this is where it turned around for me personally. Like 
when when you're seeing like the wave of zombies, I was impressed with how that presentation because usually in a zombie game, it's like, oh, here are three to six zombies in this area. Figure out a way around them or kill them. But with this one, the fact that you can have like fifty zombies in like one area. And- right. I mean, yeah, the the technology and all that, like that's like that is impressive. But like at least story wise, it's like I'm still not sure. Like even with this presentation, you know. Uh, at E3, it's like beyond that particular beat where you're looking for this one guy. Like, I'm still not sure what actually is happening in this game. <laughs> like, why everything is the way it is, and like who, like why I should care about what's happening to to the protagonist or anybody really. Do you ever really know. know in a zombie game why everything is like that? It's like usually in these games, I find like you're just dealing with it. Like, there's zombies now. You just deal with it. <laughs> like, it's rare that they explain to you. Okay, this is why there are zombies out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I thought it, it was starting to click with me here. Like, I I really like the idea of the zombies being as much of a weapon as they are a enemy to you. And I liked a lot of the mechanics and uh, whatnot in this one. So I am excited. It is a it is a bummer that it's not coming out this year. Like, this would be such an easy layup that it would come out this year, but I don't know. Yeah, like I, like I don't know what's happening with that game where they're not even comfortable saying 2018 just as a very broad, you know, window to give. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I will say it looked a lot – to me, maybe it's just me, but I thought it looked a lot sharper in this conference than they did last year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Layden jokes about how he had to walk under zombies to get here. He brings up 2017 being great, and he he plugs the website saying, well, you can find out more. Uh, he stretches out a little bit. He should have been done in 30 seconds. I think he was closer to a minute. But uh, he says, like, we got some great surprises here. And boy, do they start with one for me. Mm. As uh, we see, we start off in this heavy forest, and we see a big guy with a, we see a guy with a sword, or a really big sword. So for a split second, me and Sandra were like, oh, my God, it's Final Fantasy VII. But no. <laughs> uh, so we're like, so finally we see some more of it. We see him tracking. We, I noticed the armor and some of the enemies. Like, is this fucking Monster Hunter? So, and then we see it, and they're doing a lot of stuff that you don't typically see in Monster Hunter games, such as really great graphics. But uh, <laughs> but you, there's... But even then, it's not, like, as great as other games. Yeah, but they've got camo. The guy's using a grappling hook, surprisingly. <laughs> and he finally takes on a, a monster, and then we finally see it, Monster Hunter World. And I, w- I freaking lost it. Like, granted, it was on PSP originally. That's where it sort of got its claim to fame. But it felt like Nintendo had a stranglehold on this series for the longest yeah. time. And it's not like they're not giving Nintendo a, a, a Monster Hunter 2 because the Switch has Monster Hunter XX. something or yeah, like that's coming for that system. Um, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I don't know jack shit about Monster Hunter, so I don't know what the difference would be just besides, you know, the graphics uh, in each of the games. Like, I don't know what the gameplay differences would be. Yeah, so this was, a, this was a, right off the bat, I had like an oh shit moment. Because I really enjoyed Monster Hunter when I played it on 3DS. So the idea of now you can playing it on my PS4, that's freaking awesome. Now, something I should stress, as much as I thought it at first, this is not exclusive. This is coming, no. this is coming out to Xbox One. <laughs> as, major, as Xbox's Major Nelson was keen to point out <laughs> during the show, he's like, yes, I can't wait to play this on Xbox One X. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, guy. 
Uh, and uh, unlike the last game, we have a release window for this one as early 2018. 2018, those first three months are going to be friggin' expensive. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to another thing that I had no idea <coughs> was going to be a thing. As uh, the collective, first we see Studio Japan, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Now, slow your roll, guys. This is, <laughs> this is well, not... Studio, studio Japan is a pretty big studio within Sony. They, they work on, many times, multiple things at once. But this is, we see it fully re-rendered from the ground up, much faster than 7. Uh, it's Shadow of the Colossus. It's in H, not only HD, it's but it's like rebuilt from the ground up, and it looks friggin' amazing. Yep. And, and seeing the your character running through the shadows, the colossi, and all their glory, uh, it, it's amazing. And that this was a uh, applause moment, definitely. And surprisingly, especially once again, we have a release here, 2018. <laughs> Yeah, this is something I just did not see coming at all because, I mean... Usually we get spoiled by something by now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not just that, though. I mean, the game, like, they... I mean, there was a remaster, obviously, not a full remake, but it was a remaster, you know, along with Ico. um, You know, on PS3, they had the the full HD collection or whatever where they made the games in 3D even and all that. So I figured that'd be kind of it for that. Like, I wasn't like, man, I hope they remake Shadow of the Colossus, but... I saw it come up. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> all right, I can get into that. So, yeah, this is this is really cool. So I'm super stoked about this one. Then we go to uh, what, for me, was, like, the low point of this conference, and that is Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. And I like the idea of a story mode. I'm happy that they're exploring that. And we do get some interesting new characters that weren't on that leak list originally. Like, Zero is apparently going to be in there. And Black Panther is also confirmed to be in there, too. Mm. And I can't imagine them being in there simply as bosses, and you can't play as them. So I imagine that once you beat them, you unlock them, too. However, something I do feel I need to point out, was was I the only one who felt that the women looked terrible in this game? The game doesn't look very good at all, (laughs) if I'm being very honest here, uh, from a graphical standpoint. Um, you know, especially after, you know, the day before with fucking Dragon Ball looking as good as it did. I was oh, like, holy shit. So good. <laughs> like, is, I was like, are we in this weird place where, like, out of nowhere a fucking Dragon Ball game of all things is going to come and eat Capcom's lunch uh, with a fucking team fighting game? It's like, that's so weird. Um, like, if I can throw out a theory, what it feels like is they designed the fighting game first. And then one day some executive walked in and said, you know what? People really respond to story modes. Let's do a story mode. And they're like, wait, you want to put the camera right to their faces? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's great that they're they're finally doing – like, I mean, I guess with the license that they're working with, they kind of demand something a little bit more than just the regular, you know, fighting game story arcade mode or whatever. Um, so I'm, gra- I'm glad that they're taking, you know, some steps to making something a little bit more elaborate than what they usually do, but – Man, um, yeah, like I remember <laughs> I was watching this scene and then like Chun Lee comes up on camera and I was like, oh my god, I've never seen this woman look this terrible before. It's oh, so yeah. weird. Yeah, like in Gamora too. And like I, I agree with you. Like for the most part, I think the character models are okay. Like especially on fantasy stuff, like Ultron and Thanos looked okay. But yeah. the but when with the females, it looks like they're melting. It was terrible. <laughs> Man, and, weird. 
Yeah. Um, they like they released the they announced and released a, a demo too for that game. A story uh, mode demo. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it, but it didn't go up on the store until late. And by the time I finished downloading, I was like, yeah, let's go to bed, <laughs> so I can get some decent sleep before the Nintendo thing. Oh yeah. More on that uh, later. Yeah, but. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to check out that demo and see what that actually entails and what I actually think of of that. But yeah, I feel like between the Dragon Ball thing and then the way this game was presented, you know, at Sony's thing, I feel like a lot of people are are kind of down on Capcom or Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, um, myself included. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I I can't really argue that. Like when we saw that initial initial leak list and you realize there's only four women on here, and then on top of that, you see the female models and they look terrible. Like, ah, God. Like, and especially you have like fighters out there right now that kill it. Like, Injustice Two is freaking phenomenal. And by the way, their their female models look fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even Arms is kind is kind of cool in its own unique way. And no, Arms looks like for whatever you think of the motion, you know, gimmick of that game. Like that game looks great. Mm. Like, I love the visuals behind ARMS. Like, ARMS is definitely a game that, you know, unfortunately, due to money tightness, I had to cancel it. But I do want to get ARMS at some point. Yeah, yeah it, looks, it looks super cool. Yeah. So, this is not a time you want to be, like, you know, coasting or not Yeah, coasting. that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, it feels like they're kind of just resting on their laurels, you know? Like, you know, people had, you know, it's not like, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was perfect or anything, but that game... Like, people enjoyed the fuck out of that game uh, between, you know, both iterations of that game, Ultimate and, and Vanilla. Um, and it feels like they're just kind of coasting on, yeah, like, people want a new Marvel vs. Capcom when we're just going to fucking give it to them, whether, it's <laughs> whether we put in anything really behind it or not. So between them scaling it down to, like, 2v2 and then, like, the character list being tiny, um, yeah, and then the game kind of just looking junky, it's like, man, this is not a good look for Capcom. From there, we go to uh, Call of Duty World War II, and, you know, it sure was Call of Duty World War II. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, and, it, you know, the interesting thing, too, though, um, is that this is, like, the first time in a long time, uh, like, literal years, that Call of Duty isn't leading either a Sony or a Microsoft conference, because well, that's what that franchise was for, like, what, six years, maybe more, Uh where it's like, you know, when, you know, they had to deal with Microsoft, they would lead their conference. And then when they switched over to Sony with Black Ops 3 or even before that, I remember, um, like it definitely kicked off a couple of Sony shows, too. Um, but for it to be like, all right, relegated to like 15 or 20 minutes into the show, it's like, oh, man, we're in a post-Call of Duty world, I think, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like I think it's only on the PlayStation show now because they have some sort of deal with them at this point. Yeah, but- they basically just switch sides with like the dlc coming a month ahead of time on playstation now yeah, they gave uh shuhei the two sweet sign and they joined for <laughs> put on their playstation t-shirts but yeah it's like which once again like it's crazy to think about like i remember for the longest time call of duties was the xbox guys for the longest time but mm-hmm. now they're with us that just shows you how the tide has turned but uh yeah it like i felt like this could have been cut like it's about what we were expecting. It comes out November third, so I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, there's... but that's but that's what I mean, right? It's like, can you imagine? And like, even two years ago, it's like, yeah, they could have cut Call of Duty. It's like, no, they couldn't have <laughs> not two years ago. But here now, it's like, yeah, I guess they probably might have been able to cut that, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> now, this... and it's weird too, because like, it's not a game I'm disinterested in. Like World War Two, 
like after all these years, you know, since the last one being in World War Two, like it's like, yeah, I'm interested to see what they they've got in store for that. And, you know, Sledgehammer Games did Advanced Warfare, which I enjoyed a lot. You know, the one with KB, Kevin Spacey in it. So it's like, yeah, like the developer and the setting is like, yeah, I'm all in on this particular game. But yeah, I'm just not sure I had a real place at this year's show. All right. So then from there, we go to this next section, which I'm going to affectionately call Malcolm Gets a Point. Because we get a bunch of VR stuff that includes six mm. new VR titles where I said uh, they would do at least five. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, my, my VR prediction was that, and this game didn't show up, but Dreams was going to was gonna be the temple of a wave of PSVR. So I got it half right, but as we said, I guess I wanted to get it all right or whatever. So going by the Joe example... Like, in a few years, they could release just a normal trailer, and Joe would be perfectly cool with it. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Anyway, we let's go through it. We get six new uh, games that are coming out. Skyrim VR, which, you know, a lot of people God lost help. their mind about out in the theater. Like, there are some people giving VR shoes, like, oh, maybe they can lower the price. I'm like, dude. <laughs> you know yeah, how, seriously. Yeah, come on. <laughs> there, there are people um, out there that were saying it was $900 to get placed in VR. Like, that is just not true. <laughs> like, that's if you get, like, the fucking, if you get, like, the bundle or whatever, the $500 bundle and the PS4, if you don't have anything, it's like, okay, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Those Xbox tricks, right? Not, you know, you, you, they know who they are. It's not uh, normal. I know there are people who play Xbox who aren't jerks. The same. <laughs> anyway, we got Skyrim VR. Once again, people lost their mind, and Bethesda is really pushing VR, which is good on them. Yeah, I mean, just but man, Skyrim again. God damn it! <laughs> then we got a weird one. I know this was VR because it had VR. This is a VR title, <laughs> literally in the corner for all six of these titles. But it's a game called Star Child, where for the for most of the trailer, it just looks like a standard side-scrolling game. And then the the girl comes up to a giant robot, which saves her from this monster. So I think you play as the as the robot, and you're defending this uh, the character as she's trying to progress through the level. But they didn't really give off any footage that showed that. From there, we go into a game called Inpatient, which looks like to be like a horror game from Supermassive. Yeah, again, Supermassive... Working on a lot of stuff, apparently, <laughs> at once. Um, well, they have a super massive team. I guess. Um, I think this is this is within the Until Dawn franchise, I think. It feels like, isn't that the, like the Asylum or whatever that that game takes place in? Hmm, I didn't notice that, actually. I, I just thought it was just some random sanitarium. I mean, that's just what I gleaned from it. I haven't actually taken... <laughs> Let me double check that. I'm not sure. Yeah. What's it called? Inpatient? Inpatient, yeah. Uh, but it looks cool. Horror games in VR are always going to be interesting. So, yeah, that's cool that it's there. Uh, then from there, as Joe looks up on that game. Uh, from... Yeah, see, it, according to this GameSpot article, it takes place 60 years before Until Dawn. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. Tight. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I freaking loved Until Dawn. That, that, that game definitely surprised me uh, in a very good way. And... Yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm going to check this out. I mean, it's there's kind of a gate here because I don't have a PlayStation VR, um, unfortunately. But I'm excited to see more things happen with that franchise because, damn, that game came out of nowhere for me. Speaking of uh, fun things, uh, our 2016 Game of the Year winner, 
is coming out with yet another VR title. <laughs> as uh, focused on one of the best things about that game, fucking fishing. As we play Monster <laughs> of the Deep, as like this is like if you ever wanted to see Nocta smile, you need to get this game right now. <laughs> you know, a lot of people seem down on it because they're like, oh, dumb fishing thing. It's like, man, this like I guess they wanted like because I mean they were a long time, like a couple of years ago, it feels like like even before the game came out, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do a VR thing for Final Fantasy fifteen, but we never really knew what it was gonna be, and finally we're gonna, we're seeing that it's <laughs> it's a fishing thing. Which I think is great. Like, that seems like the right kind of goofy fun for that game. Yeah, and it does look really, really cool. Like, uh, finding not only regular fish, but getting that monster fish that jumps at you at the end. You got tools to help you figure out where the fish are. Like, the fishing is really well done in Final Fantasy XV once again. So I am actually looking forward (laughs) to this. And then we go to number five, Bravo Team. Impressed that it took them this long to make a shooting game. But uh, that's what it is. You're essentially in... Uh, also by Supermassive, isn't it? Yes, it is. I had, I had that written down. <laughs> so you're part of a Bravo team taking down Alpha teams and shooting them with machine guns. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and then number six, which I thought was a spirited away uh, game for a second there, because you, your character looks like one of those black things from that from that game. But it's a game called Moss, also mm. made by Supermassive Games. Man, Super massive amount of games, that's for sure. As uh, you're essentially the story is you're following this hero, which is a mouse that's like kind of dressed like a knight, and you play as the spirit that's helping the mouse to accomplish his goal, which I assume is to save something, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah, um, this went over really well. I think people really were excited to see this this game. Um, yeah, like I, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see anything but like super positive reactions to this. Like the character is super cute. Um, it's like an interesting take on VR in general. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see what what they bring to the table with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, and we'll see what happens. That like in my theater, like everyone was trashing this game, of course, because it was like, oh, what is this? But yeah, this game looks. Really <laughs> it cool. sounds like you should never do a theater thing again. Uh, it wasn't good this time around. That's <laughs> it sounds like maybe you should try to watch it at home next time. Well, I couldn't this time. I had no choice once again. Well, I mean, you'd already made that choice, though. Well, yeah. Well, now, well, from now on, I'll be getting a, a free ticket just in case the internet drops. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going to, like, throw in a game. Because somehow I missed it, but uh, I, which I don't understand because I watched it from beginning to end, and I know it was announced in this one. But uh, Horizon Zero Dawn had a piece of DLC, yeah. which I am trying to find out the name for it here. here but uh, they announced a piece of DLC that's coming out, The Frozen Wilds, it's called. There you go. Where you're, I believe, do you recall when this is coming out, by the way? Uh, they just said fall, I think, last right. year. Um, and this is going to be like a sizable piece of content. This isn't like freaking armor or anything like that. And like you, this area opens up with like an interesting boss that you need to take down. Um, so uh, that's uh, something else you can play in 2017 because Horizon is freaking awesome once again. So I'm. I I'm, wonder what the cost is going to be for it. Hmm, that's a good question. And I like, go ahead. Like it feels like it'd be like a thirty dollars thing at least. I feel like you're right there. Here, so I, I think in which case this could be like something like uh, Uncharted, like the Uncharted DLC, where 
you know, it's something extra you can play. But like I said, there there are games out there that are coming out for 2017. But anyway, from there, we go into something that really has me hyped. God of War, which never thought I would say I'm hyped for God of War. <laughs> but <laughs> this game is doing it. As this uh, explores more into the story of this game, as you and as Kratos and his son, who still doesn't have a name, <laughs> by the way, which has led to some very interesting theories. As you watch uh, not only Kratos do his Kratos thing on multiple enemies, but now the son is getting involved. Like in one memorable scene, he actually jumps on top of an enemy, and while the enemy is struggling with him, you run over, start axing him. And as you feel like a big blow, the sun jumps off his back and then shoots a lightning arrow in the guy's head, further damaging him <laughs> while you do the final blow. It's like, oh, wow, that's some good teamwork. Also some scenes where the sun, who's simply called the sun right now, he has no name <laughs> or boy. Excuse me. Like there was one, uh, this was an actually funny joke, like, like Kratos calls him boy for like the third time. And somebody in the audience like shot, is his name boy? <laughs> very well. Could be Malcolm. Um, and the ending is just freaking phenomenal as uh, you come, as you and your kid come across the, the world serpent and uh, who is uh, also goes by Jormund. He is the uh, character from the story of Ragnarok in North mythology that actually kills thor so you talk so it looks like like uh he's also believe it or not a child of loki which you know wrap your head around that but <laughs> but it so it looks like ragnarok is either in progress or has already happened and uh, there are a lot of theories going around here like uh just uh something i also want to throw out really quick like uh kratos's axe which seems to be an like an ice axe, but also acts a lot like Mjolnir, which you'll see Kratos like hold out his hand and the thing will fly into his hand. So it sort of seems like a different elemental version of whatever Thor's weapon is. But there's a lot, a lot of theories going around. Like at one point you see a wolf, which people feel is Finrir, which is the uh, monster, also a child of Loki, that was fated <laughs> to kill uh, Odin so, during Ragnarok. And there is like uh, like rumors going around that your kid is actually the reincarnation of Zeus, which makes him Thor, and you're essentially training him to be Thor one day. However, there's a scene where you see a giant's body. There's actually several scenes where you see a giant's body in the background and a giant hammer, which makes me wonder if those are the gods and if that wasn't the body of Thor we saw right then and there. But the game is interesting. There's also a shield that he uses, kind of like Captain America, minus the throwing it. Uh, this game is slated for 2018, yeah. so early 2018. So it looks like Joe's prediction of it coming out in uh, January and February might be true. However, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. I'm saying it's probably March for that game. Um, but yeah. Um, well. Also, Malcolm, according to this IGN article, uh, boy's name is Atreus. Oh, okay. Uh, So there you go. (laughs) Um, You know, Kratos, I guess, is just not a loving father. So boy it is. (laughs) Come here, boy. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I have a kid. That's what I'm going to affectionately call him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he'll love it. Come here, boy. (laughs) 
We then go to Joe's favorite game, Detroit Become Human. <laughs> oh, now, man. Now, here's uh, – I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk with you guys for a bit here. This is why I am excited for this game before Joe just buries it in a hole somewhere. Uh, like, in this trailer, we get introduced to Marcus, who wants people to play the PSP because people are playing bad games. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a little callback humor. But essentially, we're introduced to the character of Marcus. And uh, he's an android who has the power to free other androids by touching them and reprograms them to have a free will. Now, this is what the impression I'm starting to get with this game is like this game story is whatever you choose for it to be. Like, for instance, they make it a point to show that this character, Marcus, who is basically a revolutionary leader, could either be a despot or a supervillain where he's raising his own army, where they're killing other humans and you're doing all this stuff. Or you can take a different path of the character and he could be kind of like the Martin Luther King of uh, androids and be <laughs> nonviolent or whatever. So imagine it, like heavy rain, except your actions decide who the origami killer is or what happened. But that, <laughs> happy rain, happy rain. Happy Rain would be a much less depressing title and a lot less <laughs> yelling of Jason, too. But anyway, <laughs> Jason. Anyway, uh, and that's what I, I think feels really, really interesting. Like, we actually have free reign on how this story could go. And that's really cool. And plus, the character designs are really cool. And a lot of the choices that you can make and the ways you can change everything is really, really cool, too. Oh, one last note. Is it me or did this Marcus guy look a lot like Cole McGrath at several points in this trailer? <laughs> um, yeah, come to think of it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I that's why I'm excited. Like it has tremendous potential. What other also has tremendous potential is its release date, which we didn't get at the end of this trailer. <laughs> you know, I thought that game was going to be like, yeah, 2018, sure. But man, not even that much, huh? Their games take a while, but really? It's been a while. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's mildly troubling, but okay. Yeah, but, you know, something to look forward to in the future regardless. But anyway. 2019, baby. Woo! So then we got cut to Destiny, which, of course, <laughs> we do. Uh, they have a really good relationship with the with PlayStation as we find out. Not only do we see a trailer for the game, which is also coming, once again, coming out in September. But PS4 is getting a lot of exclusive stuff, like strikes, exotic weapons, normal weapons, PV... Well, a strike, not multiple strikes. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> strike, an exotic weapon, a normal weapon, a player versus player stage, a unique ship, unique gear. So you're getting... And they make it a point to advertise it as for the ultimate Destiny experience you want to play on PlayStation 4. Well, they did that with the original game, too. Well, it's still great for us, okay? <laughs> it's not great for me. I don't get any money for this. <laughs> well, we should, though. But anyway, <laughs> Sean Layden comes back out. And this is, where I re this is for me when I realized how much I loved this conference right here. Because Sean Layden comes out and he says... Take a breath, guys. That was a long, that was uh, 60 minutes you just went. And at that point, I was like, was it fucking really 60 minutes? <laughs> it felt like, because it, it, it felt like 10. Uh, like, it was not, but carry on. Well, it wasn't 10 minutes, obviously. <laughs> no, obviously. I was like, that was like half an hour. 
No, of, no, no, like, no. Of like back to back stuff that we're showing. Honestly, it was like 50, 50 minutes. I actually did it to look back at my clock here. So, and anyway, but anyway, that that time went by really quick because I was having fun, which is ultimately what you want at one of these. And then from there, he gives us a big talk about how like everything is coming up PlayStation. He didn't say it like that, but I am. But <laughs> <laughs> everything's coming up, PlayStation. <laughs> everything's coming up, Laden. Anyway. <laughs> He says that he gives us that infamous, oh, and there's one more thing here. Mm-hmm. And out comes, this, out comes this screen that he puts in front of his other screen, unique strategy. And it was ev- what I was hoping for, Joe. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, which I know you're getting ready to shit on it from the sound of your voice, but all right. <laughs> yes, I, I hate Spider-Man for sure. Yes, you do. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> well you're like saying like mm-hmm, yeah we got I'm that just, right. i'm just i'm just saying mm-hmm. okay okay just continue <laughs> on okay. sir and it was everything i was hoping for like there were a lot of people saying like no this game is too far out we're not going to get gameplay footage everyone knows it takes nine years before you see gameplay <laughs> but it is but no, we, we see Spidey. He swings on, sadly, in that uniform still. But, you know, you get used to it. It's not even bad. What's the matter with it? Oh, the, the giant white spider on the front there. It's a little weird. But anyway. <laughs> yes, because the rest of it is so <laughs> understated and tasteful. <laughs> uh, he comes out and we get a good eight minutes of gameplay footage, which con- was a little concerning at first because it was really screaming Arkham. Arkham, especially with the Predator scene at the beginning. But however, regardless, it was pure Spider-Man. It's like, ah, okay, I'm going to do my best to describe this, but ultimately this is something you need to see, especially if you're excited for Spider-Man of any kind, because this was wonderful. Like everything about this was perfect. From the fact that from how Spider-Man is taking out all the enemies to how he fights to the fact that if an enemy starts to go over the edge, he'll web them and bring them back. Because, you know, <laughs> Spidey doesn't kill. Ugh. And, okay, so you go through the Predator scene, you, go, you talk to Wilson Fisk, you do a few missions, which includes a really awesome webbing of a girder and swinging it to a bunch of enemies to knock them out. Like, there's some great use of environmental stuff in this game, aim in the combat. And then it leads to this really, the thing that we were all looking for, I feel, or hoping to see was him web slinging as we get this nice little web slinging chase with a helicopter with this uh, trailer or something attached to it because of Spider-Man's webbing that's destroying the town. So you're chasing after it. You finally catch it. You web up, up uh, the, you web up not only the dump, the dumpster, the trailer that it's dragging, but you eventually take out the helicopter and in dramatic fashion, kind of like Uncharted-esque, you web up the helicopter before it crashes into the ground and kills a bunch of people. Like, the whole thing is, like, really, really well done, I felt. Well, how did you feel about it, Joe? Um, I mean, I thought the most impressive part was when, like, that crane was pulled down. Uh, and he's like, holy shit, here's this fucking 300-foot-tall crane that's going to crash onto fucking Manhattan down below. Uh, so he kind of has to, like... Web web it up in like all these crazy elaborate ways to get it from crashing down on everyone downstairs, down on you know on the street levels. Like man, uh, this for me was by far the best gameplay of the show. Like like from anybody, I was like, man, this game looks fucking amazing. Like no this for intended. me, 
<laughs> this this was like on the level of like when they showed off like Uncharted two for the first time so long ago. Like after like yes, like the first Uncharted game was good. That's 100%. like was, and then like Uncharted two, like here's Uncharted two, and you're like holy fuck. <laughs> like I didn't know. Like you know when they showed it off last year at first, you know like you know Insomniac making a Spider Man game. It's like immediately you know there were high hopes for this thing. Uh, but seeing it in action this year was, man, that was revelatory stuff. That was so good. Like oh. I, I am so I like I am I'm super excited for this. Uh, and apparently the game is just called Spider Man. I expect them to reveal like a subtitle for it. Yeah, uh, but I guess not. I mean that's fine. I just I was like, all right, sure, <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, it's I think it's like Marvel Spider Man, but yeah, yeah, it was. This was perfect. This was everything I felt like this game needed to be. Yeah. It it got like this is right now my most anticipated game right now. Like, I mean I mean for me the best part of it came even after everything. Oh, you stayed for that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, of course I stayed. Got to watch a montage. Uh, Always montage. watch a montage. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you wondering what it is, like it comes back and, which surprised us because it went into like a full-on montage closing the show and then it comes yeah, back. Yeah, like here's all the stuff we showed you. Like, all right, cool. Um, but, you know, I guess it being a Marvel thing, they're like, hey, you know how the movies do that. Um, here's the after credits thing. I'd say, like, okay. Yeah. And uh, you, you, the camera pans down. It shows the helicopter still in the webbing. There's a bunch of kids taking pictures of it with their phones. And then you see this one kid in front of him in front taking a picture then he puts it in his pocket and then you see another kid yell off camera hey miles come on <laughs> and, he, and he turns around and runs off i'm like are you fucking like everyone <laughs> in the theater lost their minds oh man yes yes please and thank you uh and uh, just to stress because my wife was asking questions like wait a minute was that miles the whole time or was that parker no that was Sure. It, it was Peter, and I did read the blog, and they did confirm that it's Peter Parker. As yeah, as yeah, because even even as he's swinging around doing stuff, um, like he's he, you know, he's doing the thing, um, not not around the enemies or anything, but he's like he says something along the lines of like "Good job, Peter" or whatever. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So like, it's definitely Peter Parker. I never had that doubt for a second, but um, I mean, seeing this little stinger at the end, you know, it's like maybe we get to play a little bit as Miles too. Yeah, maybe like. Which makes me – it actually makes me kind of worried only in the sense – does that mean Peter's going to die? Like, come on. Don't kill Peter right off. <laughs> I can only hope. Uh, no. no. <laughs> you get that negativity out of here. I was but, a, but, I was uh, disagree. But anyway, they do make it a point – in that blog, they do make it a point out that this is not an origin story. You're playing a well-conditioned, well-experienced Peter Parker part. Peter is like 23 at the time of this game. So he's got it. He's got the experience factor going in his favor. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not attached to any particular movie or like comic store comic storyline. Um, it's just, it's just kind of its own original thing. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy with this. This is this. I like, I guess like the most appropriate I felt was like to, in comparison was like the first time I saw Arkham Asylum in action. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, my God, this is Batman. Like, oh, my <laughs> God, this is Spider-Man. So, like, yeah, yeah. Like, from the thought process to him saving, do, always trying to save everyone, I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Like, I almost wanted to cry. I was so happy. <laughs> the only thing that took away from this was, you know, 
this being saved for last, I, I had my hopes up a little bit. I thought this might come out in 2017, but yeah, that too. I mean, that's, this was one of the games that had slated for a 2017 release, um, especially because uh, a few months ago, um, you know, Marvel's you know like head of digital stuff, uh, Agent M on Twitter, uh, Ryan Panagos. Uh, he was doing. He did an interview a few months ago where he said that you know the game is is scheduled for 2017. So I was like, all right, cool. I figured they'd have this in time for like the Blu-ray release of uh, of you know Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, but damn, I guess not. Yeah, but you know if this is how it looks now, like this is one of those times where I'm okay with it. You know, take your time. I want this to be as perfect as possible. Can't wait for it to come out. I hope it doesn't get delayed past 2018 but i'm this is like i was never this was like i agree this was easily like the gameplay trailer of the show for me so i oh god it was on cloud yeah because i mean the original like when they revealed it last year you know obviously you know you're like oh shit cool <laughs> um but yeah like it, it definitely took some gameplay to finally see what what they have in store with for you know for spider-man and and hot damn hot damn all right Cracker Jack reveal there. So going on final thoughts of the game for the show. Uh, like I said, I didn't think this was like the astronomical success that the previous shows were. However, at the end of the day, this was the show that I left the most hype for, especially with the ending of Spider-Man at the end there where I lost my mind. Uh, Days Gone won me over. I know it didn't for you, but at that point I was like, okay, I'm interested now. I'm in. And uh, I thought God of War looked great. Detroit, I felt more possibilities coming from. And I'm excited for pretty much every game. Like Monster Hunter, I like blew me, blew my mind. Shadow of the Colossus remake blew my mind. And the Horizon DLC, I, yeah, totally, I'm down for. So I thought like overall, this like it did what it accomplished to do. It makes me happy that I own a PS4 especially with all the great games that Microsoft talked about. <laughs> and uh, it got me really stoked. Like Spider-Man is going to be such an awesome experience. So uh, for me, this was like my favorite conference out of the six, but I, I felt like, like granted while it wasn't a home run, I, I still think, well, while it wasn't the grand slam that previous uh, conventions were, I thought it was a solid show and I thought it was a home run and it did its job. So, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What what do you think, Joe? Um, I mean, there's a few things that I kind of wish that they had shown. Um, like, I was surprised not to see anything for The Last of Us, um, for The Last of Us 2 or Part 2, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I figured that was going to have at least, you know, a presence. Like, I expected Spider-Man gameplay for sure, but I expected them to close with something for The Last of Us 2. Um, so I was surprised not to see that. Um you know at all um one of my disappointments for 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 the show was i mean they, they maybe they i guess they accomplished you know this a little bit with the vr stuff but i was surprised that there wasn't more uh focus on like indie stuff um like they'd done in previous years that was kind of what had me down a little bit too yeah undertale is pretty much it yeah and they and they took care of that on the pre-show um you know like when they revealed you know, like the price for a PS4 um, back in 2013, like they had, like that was a huge focus. Like they had like 10 of them at the same time playing their game at the same time uh, across like a bunch of screens. Um, and, you know, like obviously with them leading the pack, you know, obviously they're going to focus more on, on getting people interested with AAA stuff. But um, for them not to, to kind of drop, <laughs> you know, indie stuff altogether for this show is kind of, I thought that was strange. Uh, for the, uh, as far as uh, Last of Us Part Two, I think that game's not coming out for a while. Like they did 
when they did show that one teaser, they did point out that the game was very early into development. So, like, some people were saying, like, oh, oh extended gameplay. No, it's going to be a little while. It's like, I, no. <laughs> like uh, at the very least, uh, not until PSX. Hmm. That might be something they say, because something they've said on multiple occasions, they plan the entire year out. So, like, these games will come out here, these games will come out here, will be shown at this conference, because uh, they do they do at least three or four, I feel like, at this point. So, you know, like, uh, you know, Last of Us, you know, I think feel like that could take a little longer. I feel like once they get uh, Lost Legacy out of the way, then you can have, like, everybody at Naughty Dog focused on it, and that might speed things up. Mm. But, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it. That was, like, I believe it or not, like, I feel like we were just getting a tease just to let it know it's going to happen. Sort of like what we were going to, we would get in the next conference, and that's not me slamming the next conference. That's cool, too, to let us know about the future, and especially when the future is bright. But, mm. uh, so, ha- I'm also kind of wondering, because one of my my predictions uh, was that, you know, Sucker Punch should come out with a new Infamous game uh, to show that off here, but like, I, I kind of wonder I was what's happening. Too. Yeah. I, I'm just, I mean, even if it wasn't an Infamous game, I'm just kind of wondering what they are up to, um, because I think at this point now, we kind of know what every Sony Studios is up to like they're all up to you know something uh i feel like the only x factor here that we don't know anything about is like what is sucker punch working on you know and i know we know that they're doing something because uh shuhei has said on multiple times that he's played whatever they're doing and it's really good i I mean i'd love to know what that is (laughs) so Uh, going into this conference just out of curiosity how many points did you have how many all going into the conference yeah uh, hmm. um, I mean, I was right about Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy VII, and Shenmue Three being completely absent from the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you. Want, I mean, hmm. like I had eight going in, and I got possibly four right, depending on how you judge uh, the God of War getting a release release date yeah like i mean if you want I, like i don't know if you want to give me a point for saying that there's gonna be a wave of psvr titles uh the only things that i had attached to it is like that dreams would kind of be the flagship kind of leading leading the, the fleet you know um i would give my because i specifically said over five but uh, yeah if you give me the point for the god of war release date i'll uh give you the point for that all right, so I got two extra points out of this. So I got four, which puts me at 12. Yeah, the only games that I got, like, I mean, I'm not giving myself partial points, but the only ones that I got, you know, right as far as release dates are concerned was Gran Turismo getting a 2017 release and God of War getting a 2018. Everything else was either pushed back or not given a – I mean, I got Neck 2 as well. Oh, yeah. uh, everything, everything else was either pushed back or just not given a date. Like, uh, I predicted there would be Horizon DLC announced, which did happen, as I've said multiple times, at least five new VR titles, and uh, Spider-Man getting its official name of (laughs) 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 Spider-Man. So, yeah, and the God of War release, so, at least Windows, so. Mm. But, uh, like, overall, how did you like this? Would you say this was your favorite one this year, or did who I think, think got it? possibly um you know i don't know i mean it's it's kind of weird like i i feel it's at least a tie because i think that's fair yeah because i mean with sony like there were a couple of either low points where it's like yeah i'm not sure i like i just don't know where this thing is i kind of wish i knew where it was <laughs> um 
Like, like, how do you feel about like a lot? I mean, you were, I, I know you were hoping for it and some other people were, it's like, you know, that was, I was a little bit surprised that, you know, that maybe there wasn't a Bloodborne 2 somewhere. Yeah, uh, that was one of my predict. That was the one prediction I didn't get. And uh, that was uh, a little weird. I think that just means that they're saving it for PSX. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. All right, folks, we have one more conference to go. We will see you next time. Folks, that does it for this episode of the Firmware Update as we take looked at E3. We thank you so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on all your favorite apps, apps for podcasts, for instance, on your app device. Just go to the podcast app, and there we are. Hit the subscribe button, and we come at you every time we have a new episode. And on top of that, if you give us a five-star review with a written piece of business, we appreciate it. If you're on an Android device, don't worry. We're on such apps as Stitcher Radio and Pocket Cast, and we'll be coming out on more stuff in the future. Uh, if you'd rather just download us straight up, head to our website, thefirmup.com, where you not only get articles written by Joe, but you also get every episode as they come out with a direct-to-download link. On top of that, you can follow us on Twitter at PS. Mouth for me at once 23 for Joe. And if you follow the show at the firm up, you can find every single episode as they come as well as all the latest news and whatnot from various sources. So we always keep you up to date on what's going on in the industry. And if you want to write into the show about anything, including a chance to be on our mailbag episodes, just mail to mailbag at the That's mailbag at the and if you want to take advantage about with that Audible deal we're offering, just go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, sir. All righty, folks. Thank you for sticking with us. We will see you next time. Adios. Adios.